Even if everyone did what they said they would do in Paris, the temperature of this planet will still rise by upwards of 2.5 or 3 degrees centigrade. Why don't Republicans want, us, want kids to know how to not be racist? You are why one of the reasons people can't stand the media. Sorry. <laughs> You're cracking me up. It's your fault. Freedom is back in style. Welcome to the revolution. Yeah, we're coming to your city. Gonna play our guitars and sing you a country song. Sean Hannity. The new Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news. And more bold, inspired solutions for America. All right, thanks, Scott Shannon. Thanks to all of you for being with us. 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Uh, part uh, programming note, we will be in Miami tomorrow for Hannity, the TV show. Uh, we will be joined um, by Governor DeSantis. We'll be joined by Senator Marco Rubio and others. Uh, people are welcome, by the way. If you if you want to stop outside, it's the coolest restaurant, by the way. It's called Versailles. It's it's probably um, one of the best restaurants in Miami. Great place. And uh, anyway, so we're going to be there for Hannity, the TV show tomorrow night. I'm excited about it. I can't wait to see so many people and stand in solidarity with the freedom movement that is Cuba today. Uh, considering Joe thinks or thought that this was only about COVID or wanted more access to the vaccine. No, they didn't. You dope. Pay attention. Follow the follow the bouncing ball for more than a second. Um, anyway, so we'll be there, and um, I can't wait to be there. It's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, maybe we'll see some of you down there. Uh, I think that'd be pretty cool if if you could make it. Um, I um, oh, by the way, I heard that um, UFC fighter uh, Maz Vidal, Jorge uh, Maz Vidal, he's a he's a he's the real deal. He's coming to the show. Is that what you told me? He's not coming. I forgot to tell you. Sorry. Oh, he can't make it? He unfortunately can't make it. He wrote me this morning. But, you know, he thought it, something else was on his schedule. I got moved around. He apologizes. But well, he's... You please tell him that I'm a big fan. He's yeah. a, this guy is a warrior. His dad's a Cuban refugee, you know, went through it. And he just yeah. has a very, you know, it means what's happening is, is critical and very important. I just love him. UFC. I, I, anyone that's going to be willing to get in that octagon and, and go at it, I just admire them. I was disappointed in the McGregor fight. I'm not going to lie. All right. Um, let me get going here. In an hour, we'll be joined by Senator and also medical doctor Rand Paul. Uh, he had it out with flip flop. I'm wrong on everything. Almost Fauci as it relates to gain of function issues in the Wuhan uh, Institute of Virology. And anyway, so, you know, Rand Paul reminds Fauci that if you lie before Congress, it's a crime. And he went on to emphasize federal law makes lying to a, a fed, to Congress a felony punishable of up to five years in prison. By the way, that rule only applies to Republicans or conservatives. That'll never apply to a Democrat. And he said, on your last trip to our committee, you stated that the NIH uh, has not ever and does not now fund gain-of-function research in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Now, Fauci gets his back up, and you don't know what you're talking about. Now, Rand Paul's smart. Rand Paul's a medical doctor. 
Rand Paul was right when he said, well, no, I'm not getting a vaccine. I have natural immunity. Even if my antibody level goes down, um, I still have T-cell antibodies that would recognize any any contact that I might have with the virus or even even one of these variants that have people scared to death. And he says, I'm not doing it. And then, the, oh, follow the science. The Cleveland Clinic came out, what, two, three weeks ago. Yeah, if you have natural immunity and you had COVID, you probably don't need any vaccine. They said, studies show you don't need it. Again, I'm following the science. Anyway, so Dr. Fauci, he says all this. Let me play. It's a long, this is what worthwhile. And then we'll get Rand Paul joining us. In the middle of this, though, because... He Fauci says, I've never lied to Congress. I don't retract that statement. Uh, and, and, and the research in question was judged by qualified staff up and down the chain as not being gain of function. My interpretation of that is, yeah, all my friends that are also probably as guilty as I am. Uh, yeah. And then he said, you don't know what gain of function is. And then he actually reads the NIH's definition of gain of function, which is you take an animal virus, increase transmissibility to humans. That's their that's in their own definition. Listen to this exchange. Dr. Fauci, knowing that it is a crime to lie to Congress, do you wish to retract your statement of May 11th where you claimed that the NIH never funded gain of function research in Wuhan? Senator Paul, I have never lied before the Congress, and I do not retract that statement. This paper that you are referring to was judged by qualified staff up and down the chain as not being gain of function. So what was, let me take, finish. You take an animal virus and you increase its transmissibility to humans, right. you're saying that's not gain of function? Yeah, that is correct. And, and Senator Paul, you do not know what you are talking about, quite frankly, and I want to say that officially you do not know what you are talking about let's okay you get NIH. one person let's read from the nih function this is your definition that you guys wrote it says that scientific research that increases the transmissibility about transmissibility among mammals is gain of function they took animal viruses that only occur in animals and they increase their transmissibility to humans. How you can say that is not gain of function. It is not. It's a dance and you're dancing around this because you're trying to obscure responsibility for four million people dying around the world okay. from a pandemic. And let's let's send Dr. Fauci. I have to. Well, now you're getting into something. If the point that you are making is that the the, the grant that was funded as a sub award from EcoHealth to Wuhan created SARS-CoV-2. That's where you are getting. Let me finish. We don't know. Well, we don't wait know a minute. It did I come can from the lab, but you. all the evidence is pointing that it came from the lab. You, and there will be responsibility for those who funded the lab, including yourself. I totally resent the lie that you are now propagating, Senator, because if you look at the viruses that were used in the experiments, that were given in the annual reports that were published in the literature, 
It is molecularly impossible. No one's saying those it, viruses it is, caused it. It no is molecularly. Those viruses caused the pandemic. What we're alleging is that gain of function research was going on in that lab and NIH funded it. That you is can't not. Get away from it. It meets your definition and you are obfuscating the truth. Let me just finish. I want everyone to understand that if you look at those viruses, and that's judged by qualified virologists and evolutionary biologists. Those viruses are molecularly impossible no one's to result they are. No in SARS-CoV-2. The We're saying they are gain-of-function yeah. viruses because they were they're animal not. viruses that became more transmissible in human, and you funded it. And you admit the truth. And, and you are implying that what we did was responsible for the deaths of individual. I totally resent and could that. Have been. And if anybody and is lying here, Senator, it is you. It could have been. Now, there's a lot of interesting things here. When Fauci actually denies that I never lied, I don't retract that statement, and it was judged by qualified staff up and down the chain. Okay. By, and then he, then he does admit they gave a sub-award. What does that mean? That means they took NAH money and they handed it over uh, to the, the Wuhan Virology Lab where everybody knew, now we now know, that gain-of-function research was going on. And then he denies that, that there was any gain-of-function happening. And that was what, what Rand Paul was getting to. Not only was gain-of-function research happening, they also awarded money, so it then raises the question, did any of the money from the NIH, quote, in their sub-award, go towards the gain-of-function research with COVID-19? And then... It was Rand Paul that had to read the NIH's definition of what gain of function is, which is simple. You take an animal virus, you increase transmissibility to humans. That's gain of function by their definition. So Rand Paul will join us. It's, this is going to be a great. This is, where do you see this exchange tonight? We'll show it to you. Um, anyway. We, we do have a lot of COVID issues that have come up here. Linda, I'm, I'm trying to understand something here. I went viral last night for something that I have been saying for forever as it relates to. I, I tell everybody I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to play one on radio. I'm not going to play one on TV. Linda, you could give this speech, correct? I mean, Good. how many times have I said exactly what I have said last night? Listen, I'm you not going to lie. It's the most irritating thing in the world if you work here every day to watch what happened last night. I was texting okay, with well, Katie and Ethan saying, what in God's great earth are these people hearing for the first time? They're freaking out. I'm like, how many, how many times have I said I'm not anti I'm pro-science, I'm pro-vaccine pro science. I'm also, I've said that so many times. You've, it also, goes you've also said, I'm also, your privacy matters. and Medical you have, privacy, doctor-patient I mean, confidentiality, oh yeah, right? Oh yeah, 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 a lot. Okay, I've said this a lot. And last night, for some reason, it goes viral. And I'm like, I'm watching this. And then I, I, Kristen tweeted out on our behalf, my behalf, because I don't have access to anything, you know, a response to the stupid stupidity. I'm not going to tell people what to do, but I am telling you, we, I've seen a lot with this virus. I've watched people struggle and I, I've used every resource I can, every doctor I know that doesn't wait for day 10 when your oxygen level drops to 80 
before they treat the virus. We now have studies about hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin. We've developed Regeneron, Eli Lilly's version of Regeneron. There are, there are proactive, there's proactive medicine that I argue is not being used enough. There are therapies that have been developed, therapeutics that have been developed, and then top of the three vaccines. And I say to people, you need to take it seriously. And I'm, I'm serious when I say that. This stuff, we don't need any more dead people. I don't want anyone in my audience dying. And you need to do your research. If you have a phone, you have access to everything you could ever want to know about COVID-19 right on your phone. All you have to do is go to Google or go to, which one do you like? Someone I've never heard of before. Duck, Bing. duck, go. What is it? Duck, 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 go. go. Okay, I'll have to add it. I don't know how to add it, but I'd try one day. Anyway, and I said, do your research. Talk to your doctor or doctors and medical professionals you love and you trust. And then you've got to factor in your past medical history, factor in your current medical condition, factor in comorbidities, uh, pre-existing conditions, compromised immune issues, and then make your own decision. I said, but that should be between you and your doctor, and you're entitled to medical privacy and and doctor-patient confidentiality. But take it seriously. And I'm not, but I I'm not qualified. I don't know anything about your health condition to tell you. You know, all these people playing doctor on radio and TV and in the media and in politics. I'm like, you people don't know what the hell you're talking about. But but we see what's happening, and I don't want anyone to die. So I want you to be smart, just like I did. I said I didn't give, I didn't really give a rip about wearing the mask myself. You know, I just is if, if it makes it go away faster. I wanted to get back to you know going to stadiums and concerts and ball games and everything in between. Um, you know, if you look at the real super spreader events, oh, oh maybe that private plane with all the Texas lawmakers. There's now six people as a result of that trip now that have tested positive for COVID. 800-941-SHAWN, toll-free telephone number. You want to be a part of the program. we got a lot of ground to cover today. We'll get to it all. Uh, we'll get your calls in, too. 800-941-SHAWN. Rand Paul at the top of the next hour about that exchange we just played for you. So the uh, super spreader event, these Texas Democrats uh, apparently now have gone into like full blown COVID cover up mode today, announcing that from now on, when new members of their group test positive for COVID, they're not going to tell anybody. They'll no longer offer daily transparency in regard to the number of Texas House Democrats who have tested positive for coronavirus. By the way, well, welcome to my club because it's nobody's business. They're the ones that announced it. I don't I didn't announce it. I love everybody that's, you know, got any any small, even slightly known entity, even uh, influencers on on Instagram. I have to I got Corona. I tested positive right now today. Why would you want to tell the world your medical condition? I, I Maybe it's is that me, Linda? I'm kind of like a private person. I don't yeah. want to tell anybody anything. It's not nobody's business. It's nobody's business, and it's a complete invasion of our privacy. And, you know, like anything else, you know, you give an inch, they take a foot, and it's just none of their business, period. You have a Pelosi aide is tested positive after the super spreader soiree with the COVID-infected Texas Democrats. And, by the way, following COVID, 
Four in ten Baltimore public high school students earned below a 1.0 GPA. A 1.0 would be a D. Below a 1.0 would be an F. That's on top of the 13 public schools in Baltimore that don't have a single child, not one, proficient in math or science. Um, I mean, just unbelievable times. Anyway, parents in D.C. have sued the mayor and other officials for allowing minors to receive the vaccine without parental consent. That's going to be a big issue, uh, especially as we head down the road. Yeah, the White House is still standing by their story that Harris got COVID-19 tests after meeting with the House, with the Texas Democrats. And this was a pre-scheduled hospital visit to Walter Reed on a Sunday. Yeah, OK, I'm not believing it. I think it's a lie. Uh, DeSantis, who we will see tomorrow at Versailles, where we're doing Hannity tomorrow night live. Anyway, he warns he's going to take the legal fight against the CDC's COVID-19 cruise ship rules to the Supreme Court if necessary. And uh, we'll have that. uh, We'll get Rand Paul's take on his showdown with uh, Fauci later. behind-the-scenes information. More contacts than anybody. More friends behind the curtain. Sean Hannity is on. All right, 25 to the top of the hour. Schumer now has uh, set up a a key test vote for this infrastructure bill. Um, Despite warnings from the GOP that it's going to be stopped, Schumer would need 10 Republicans, the 60 votes needed to move forward with this. In other words, a cloture vote, which would take place tomorrow. Uh, by all accounts, he's not going to get it. This is fascinating, though. And this I saw this report earlier today that rural Democratic candidates have stopped using party affiliation in ads. Isn't that interesting to think of why? Because they want to run away from defund, dismantle the police? Because they want to run away from critical race theory being pushed by the Democrats into every school that they can? Do they want to run away from out-of-control, reckless spending and the new Green Deal socialism? Do they want to run away from open borders? Do they want to run away from the higher energy prices and inflation and higher taxes that are coming? One Democrat, Ohio Democrat Tim Ryan running for one of their Senate seats. He, he, had a, he released an ad. It's nearly three minutes long. Guess what he never mentioned? His party affiliation. <laughs> of course not. They want to sound as conservative as possible. Then they get in there, and then there'll be a reliable vote for, for Schumer. That's the way that usually works out. Uh, still the fight, the battle over Jim Crow 2.0 continues. Stacey Abrams I guess she didn't really care that she cost her state of Georgia a hundred million dollars because she and Raphael Warnock and Jim uh, and Joe Biden were calling the inclusive, uh, accessible voting rights bill, the integrity bill in Georgia that has far more accessibility for voting than does Joe's state of Delaware. Uh, yeah, that that resulted in them losing the All Star game. She's now saying it's a call to arms. Democracy is under attack by authoritarian GOP. I'm like, huh? She said it on MSDNC. There's an attempt by opponents 
of S one to be as Senate. That's H.R. one, the Senate version of it, you know, either intentionally uh, or, or intentionably obtuse. This is about a series of laws being passed across the country, starting in Georgia, to reduce access to the rights to vote for inconvenient voters, voters of color, vote, uh, young people, disabled voters. This is all a lie. All of it. 17 days early in person voting. Drop boxes every precinct um, in the in the state of Georgia. You know why? Because they have voter ID like they do in Joe's states, Joe's state of Delaware, where they have no drop boxes, where they have no early days of voting, where you need to provide an excuse if you want to vote absentee. I'll tell you another thing that's getting a little chilling, too. You know, Joe Biden is out there. My hope is Facebook, instead of taking it personally, that that somehow I'm saying Facebook is killing people, that they would do something about misinformation. Is this communist China now where the government? You see, the problem is the reason that Democrats want control of social media and they want them. I want them to keep this Section 230 liability protection is because they know that social media uh, is now on their side, which we saw in the 2020 election. I mean, I, really, we we shouldn't you shouldn't be banned from one platform and not others banned from everything. You know, Congress shall make no law abridging freedom of speech. I don't know. I've heard that. Did I ever hear that? Lynn, did you ever hear that? Yeah. And that's what they're asking. And that's what they want. So Biden had to walk back his comment that Facebook is killing people because he wants Facebook to continue to do his his bidding. Facebook took issues with his comments, posted a blog entitled Moving Past the Finger Pointing. These are supposed to be forums where there is the free and open exchange of ideas, ideals, and opinions and information sharing. Once you start editing, you then lose liability protection. You should lose it. Like, and then you become a news organization because you're editing the news. And that's and, and Democrats want that because they know that they are reliably in support of all things radical, new Green Deal, socialist Democrats. This poll, by the way, is devastating. I got deeper into it. A convention of states Trafalgar poll. Sixty four percent of Americans are not confident at all that Kamala Harris is ready to be president. You know, we went through last night on TV, we went through and gave Joe Biden a score on pretty much every issue. He's today is six months to the day that this man became the was sworn in and became the president of the United States. How's Joe doing so far? I would argue it's a disaster. I can't think of a single thing that he's done that has worked out well for we, the American people. Not one. I just can't think of it. I don't see it. I don't it, it's like it not, never happened. You pick any issue, inflation, well, you know, what? We have the, the largest inflation now in almost 20 years. Price of oil up a buck 25 a gallon. Price of everything costs more. Every product we buy, every service we get. We're paying more for everything. Who does it impact the most? Those people that have less money, lower uh, middle class, middle income families, and and it, they, they're barely making ends meet. Because of these policies, they're disastrous. Then we're going to raise taxes on corporations. They're just going to pass those taxes on to we the people again, like they always do. 
It's pretty unbelievable. This is America last. Never mind the foreign policy disaster that is China, that is Russia. Vladimir gets a a waiver for his pipeline. We fire Keystone XL pipeline workers and their high-paying career jobs. Oh, maybe it's because Hunter got $3.5 from a Russian oligarch, his company, or the $1.5 billion from China. You know, Joe Biden is so timid and tepid and so afraid of his own shadow. And it's it, it's actually a scary time for the world because all of our enemies see what's going on and they're taking full advantage of this. Um, look at what they have to do now in California. Restaurants are adding fees to address the high labor costs because of all the worker shortages because of the never ending benefits. That is, you know, now they've adopted this you know, minimum income standard, whether you're legal or illegal. I mean, the misery index is actually on the rise. You might not remember if you're a young person today what the misery index is, but you're probably soon going to learn it the hard way. It's a measure that was started under President Lyndon Johnson. It's the measure combines the unemployment rate and the inflation rate. And, you know, now that we're looking at numbers, the index has long been forgotten because we've been able to prevent the disaster that was the socialist policies of Jimmy Carter. And and literally it was as high as twenty one point nine percent. The misery index spiked at the start of covid, jumping from five point nine four to over 15 in a month. It quickly dissipated under Trump. Uh, it rebounded much faster than experts had predicted, and it was only 7.7% when Trump left. He cut it in half. And since then, by the way, yeah, it went up to, let's see, in February, 79 in March, 86 And now it's at a whopping 11.3%. The monthly inflation rate climbing to 5.4%, unemployment edging up to 5.9%. I mean, this is these are all predictable failures. What do I say? What was chapter four? Live free or die. Um, America and the world on the brink. What did I say? Socialism and its history of failure. Whatever name you give it, whatever manifestation, all the promises, cradle to grave, womb to tomb, everything will be taken care of. Daycare is taken care of. Your education is taken care of. Free college, free loan forgiveness, guaranteed government job, wage, Guaranteed government health care, guaranteed government retirement, healthy food. Everything's taken care of. None of these promises will ever be fulfilled. If you don't believe me, ask yourself, how are your public schools doing in in big cities run by Democratic, uh, run by the Democratic Party for decades? How's it it working out in in blue states and blue cities with education? How's it working out with law and order? How, How did those Obamacare promises work out? How's Social Security and Medicare that they promised would be put in a lockbox? How's that working out? It's not. None of it is working out. You know, Biden's, you know, big support for the people of Cuba. I'm I'm really excited about going to the Versailles tomorrow. We're doing Hannity right from that restaurant with with Governor DeSantis. It's going to be, you know, we got to show solidarity for this freedom movement. This is an opportunity that has emerged now. People are risking their lives in Cuba. No, they they want to be free. They're not looking for the United States, you know, that everybody comes. They want to fix their country because they lived in squalor and poverty and misery because the promises of socialism failed. Just like Venezuela, just like the new Green Deal is promising. These are promises that will absolutely never be fulfilled ever. 
we can't afford it. We'll never be able to afford it. And then you then then you'll find out the truth. And by the time you get to the truth, you'll be in more people will be more poor than ever before. And you'll just have to figure out how much of your freedom you gave up in the name of false security. Homeland Security warning for South Florida boaters that are planning to take part in a flotilla to Cuba. Oh, it's illegal for boaters to depart with the intent to travel to Cuba without a permit. Really? Why? Because they're dropping off food and supplies for, for, for family and loved ones that are in Cuba that have not been able to escape the tyranny of this murderous communist regime. You know, Marco Rubio raised a good question. What's Joe Biden going to do when a thousand troops from Russia arrive in Cuba to help the regime there? What's he going to do then? I can give you the answer. Nothing. Just like China threatens our military bases, he does nothing. He threatens uh, our ally Taiwan and J our allies Taiwan and Japan. He does nothing except, you know, gives in every time. Cyber attacks, nothing. Cyber attacks from Russia, nothing. What does he do with Putin? He gives him a one-on-one -on -one meeting where he gets nothing and then gives him a waiver to build his pipeline while canceling our pipeline. What a dope. By the way, Senate Democrats are proposing proposed requiring women to register for the military draft. Okay. That's great. Um, by the way, Vladimir is a new threat. In case you're interested in follow these things, they got a hypersonic missile that they tested that obliterated their target. That's not particular go particularly good either. Um, I see China's in trouble now because Biden got angry at their cyber attacks. Actually, Biden on Monday issued a, a condemnation that actually cited China by name. Wow. What are you going to do, Joe? Nothing. And you know what, Joe? They know you're not going to do anything. You're not going to lift a finger. And they know it. And they don't care. That's why they're talking about reunification with Taiwan. What are you going to do, Joe? Nothing. They don't fear Joe Biden because Joe Biden, he's not even in charge. You know, even with the media mob protecting his cognitive weakness the way they are, still almost 60 percent of Americans see that he's not running the show. If you want a limp glimpse of America's future, you know, we could always look at San Francisco because, you know, it used to be that the city by the bay was considered one of the most beautiful places to live after a decade of governance by social justice Democrats. Yeah, now their residents are describing the city as a crime-ridden dystopia that has become unlivable, shoplifting, car breaks in. And as long as you don't steal more than uh, $1,000 worth of stuff, you're allowed to steal and you don't have to be worried about getting, you know, in trouble or arrested. In Chicago, what do you got with uh, Mayor Lightweight? Oh, six children in Chicago were shot in nine hours as the city's awaiting a Biden strike force, apparently. Yeah, six children injured by gunshots in nine hours. Good grief. 91 children younger than 15 wounded by gun violence in Chicago. Just so far this year. L.A. Rite Aid employee was shot to death as he tried to stop a shoplifter. Good grief. Oh, it's okay. Defund the police. How did it work out in L.A.? Because Kamala Harris praised the cuts to the, to the police out in Los Angeles. It's unbelievable. By the way, you care about COVID? Nationwide COVID cases take a jump as COVID cases are exploding among Biden's illegal immigrants. 
135 detainees testing positive the first two weeks in July alone. That's a 900% increase in confirmed positive cases compared to the previous 14 months. Great job, Joe. Hundreds of Biden's illegal migrants stormed the border. They have no respect for the rule of law at all. Now they're talking about full amnesty for every illegal immigrant. And by the way, they say, you know, that number that we often hear, 11 million. No, it's closer to 30 million. Yeah. Okay. But don't come in by sea from Cuba because you might vote Republican. It's unbelievable. We're loaded up. When we uh, when we come back, uh, we're going to be joined by Rand Paul. He will join us. And Rand had a showdown with Fauci and literally kicked his ass. If you listen to the substance of it, we'll play that for you. Uh, coming up, we'll also get to your calls. 800-941-SHAWN is our number if you want to be a part of the program. And the Attorney General of West Virginia is taking on the Biden administration over border issues. We'll cover that and more as we continue. everyone did what they said they would do in Paris. The temperature of this planet will still rise by upwards of 2.5 or 3 degrees centigrade. Why don't Republicans want us want kids to know how to not be racist? You are why one of the reasons people can't stand the media. Sorry. <laughs> You're cracking me up. It's your fault. Freedom is back in style. Welcome. The revolution. Yeah, we're coming to your city. Gonna play our guitars and sing you a country song. Sean Hannity. The new Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news. And more bold, inspired solutions for America. At hour two, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. So uh, Dr. Fauci was uh, brought back before the, the Senate committee earlier today, and rightly so, doctor, medical doctor, and Senator Rand Paul took to getting some answers because we know from these emails that Dr. Fauci knew darn well that gain-of-function research was going on at the Wuhan Virology Lab. Uh, now the only question is, NIH dollars, did it go towards actually helping to create the virus? It got very, very contentious. Ram Paul saying, uh, you are aware it's a crime to lie to con- Congress. He said, on your last trip to our committee, May 11th, you said, you stated that the NIH has not ever and does not now fund gain of function at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Then citing research that was conducted in the Wuhan lab, asking for a copy of the Wall Street Journal article being given to Fauci. And then Rand Paul, you know, gets gets in there and says, excuse me, you know, you take an animal virus, you increase its transmissibility to humans, and you're saying that's not gain of function. Fauci said yes. He doesn't even know what the hell he's talking about. But listen to this exchange. Take an animal virus and you increase its transmissibility to humans. Right. You're saying that's not gain of function. Yeah, that is correct. And and Senator Paul, you do not know what you are talking about, quite frankly. And I want to say that officially you do not know 
what you are talking about. Let's okay, you get NIH. one person. Let's read from the NIH definition of gain of function. This is your definition that you guys wrote. It says that scientific research that increases the transmissibility among mammals is gain of function. They took animal viruses that only occur in animals and they increased their transmissibility to humans. How you can say that is not gain of function? It is not. It's a dance and you're dancing around this because you're trying to obscure responsibility for four million people dying around the world okay. from a pandemic. What we're alleging is that gain of function research was going on in that lab and NIH funded it. That is not- get away from it. It meets your definition and you are obfuscating the truth. Let me just finish. I want everyone to understand understand that if you look at those viruses and that's judged by qualified virologists and evolutionary biologists those viruses are molecularly impossible no one's to result they are. No in SARS-CoV-2. Cause the pandemic. We're saying they are gain-of-function viruses because yeah, they were animal not. viruses that became more transmissible in human, and you funded it. Wow, Senator Rand Paul, Dr. Rand Paul, joins us as well. You know what blew me away in that exchange? And good for you, Senator. It's great to have you back. Um, you know what blew me away is when you pulled out their own definition of gain of function, which literally was the very thing that you were asking him, meaning you take an animal virus and you increase transmissibility. He That's their definition. For him to say then that we it was judged by qualified staff up and down the chain. What chain? He, th their definition of gain of function, you exposed, and they did it. Senator, great job. Well, thank you. You know, the, the definition we read was written by NIH. It was the definition of what gain of function is, where you take an animal virus. It me up. I'm like, oh, my gosh. In the lab, you make it more transmissible to humans. That's exactly what they did in this research. But you want to see the level of disdain and elitism? One of our interns took him the paper. When I asked them to take the scientific paper by the bat scientists from Wuhan to take it over to him, Fauci threw it on the floor. So, I mean, this is the kind of disdain that this man has. He's like, I've already got the article. And the thing is, is in the article, they actually thank the NIH for the money they gave them. And in the article, they talk about making an animal virus. They make an animal virus more transmissible. So they're dead to rights, wrong. He lied to Congress. And yet, interestingly, if you look at, uh, this has really become the problem. There are no uh, objective news sources anymore. Associated Press at one point in time was thought to be objective. Read their article. They present only one side of it, no mention or quotes of any of the debate over gain of function. It's all given to sort of the vitriol coming back from Fauci. But uh, we have to have this discussion because my concern is this could happen again with a more deadly virus. Now, Fauci told us in 2012 that this could happen from a lab and that a pandemic could occur, but that it would be worth it because the scientific research is worth it. That is such terrible judgment. He should not be within a mile of any decision-making because he said previously that a pandemic would be okay because the research is worth the risk of a pandemic. Well, now we've found out that 4 million people died. And frankly, if you're related to those 4 million people, you might be saying, really, Dr. Fauci, it was worth the death of my loved one because you think the research was so important? Um, so he's got a lot of experience. Well, he said that in 2012, that even if it resulted in a pandemic, it was still worth doing, which is dumb. There's one other thing that we haven't even mentioned here. This guy has been wrong. And and to be fair, Senator, I, tr I tried to be fair to this guy. I tried to give people the benefit of the doubt because I 
you know, it's understandable. We didn't know what we were dealing with. And people said things. Sure. Go on a cruise. No, don't. You don't need a mask. A mask isn't going to do a thing. Then it's one mask. Then it's two masks. Then it's masks in perpetuity on the on this whole thing. You know, everyone says, oh, get the vaccine. Then you get the vaccine and life goes back to normal, except apparently it doesn't go back to normal. And and things aren't quite working out the way they told us. They said, even if you had covid, you you need you need to get uh, the vaccine anyway. And you've been resistant towards it. And lo and behold, if you follow the science of the Cleveland Clinic, they determined that Dr. Ram Paul was right from the beginning again. So you've been right, more right than him throughout most of this process, to be honest, Senator. Over 100 million people have gotten the disease naturally, and it does make a difference. You know, that natural immunity added to those who have been vaccinated, you actually get to the point where we're doing a pretty good job of controlling this. Now, if you go to the fear mongers on CNN and MSNBC, they'll say the Delta variant, the Delta variant. By the way, do you you actually watch that crap or you don't really watch it? I can't watch it for more than about 20 seconds without taking anti-nausea medication. But <laughs> the thing is, is that if you look at the Delta variant that they're all so crazy over, it is more transmissible. And eventually, by uh, hook or crook, it's going to spread. But the good news is that it's probably one-tenth to one-twentieth as deadly as the previous version of this. So it has mutated, and in mutating, it became more transmissible but fortunately less deadly. And so what we're finding now is the vaccine plus natural immunity is going to get us to a stage where eventually the virus has no place to go. And the good news is the vaccine works against the Delta variant, and so does natural immunity works against the Delta variant. So all the scaremongering, it's really because they love being in charge of your lives. They love telling you what to do. They love telling you your kids have to wear a mask. There's no science behind your kids wearing a mask. Your kids should not be wearing a mask. Are we getting any indication at all that younger people are at risk of of getting severely sick or potentially dying from this? The one thing that does seem to have remained consistent, even with the variants, is that this this has a much great creates a greater threat for older people, comorbidities, pre-existing conditions, um, compromised immune systems and and obesity seems to be a bigger factor than anybody knew in the beginning. Those those if seem Dr. to remain constant. Yeah, if Dr. Fauci were honest, I think we could convince some more people to get vaccinated. Your audience is predominantly a conservative audience. I would tell them if you're over 65 without question, the vaccine is safer than the disease. And I suggest vaccination for over 65. I also highly suggest it for anybody overweight, particularly if you're 40 or over and overweight, you are at significant increased risk from the weight. Weight turns out to be, um, after age, maybe the, the biggest uh, comorbidity is, is weight. But uh, for kids under age 25, the death rate is about one in a million. They're more likely to be struck by lightning. So if you fear that one in a million, by all means, go get vaccinated. But if you don't, it's your decision to make based on risk. And really, people are smarter than we give them credit for. Eighty-five percent of people over 65 have been vaccinated. Seventy-five percent of people over 50 had. People who are at risk have made a wise decision, have chosen vaccines. People who are not at risk have made the opposite decision. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is the virus is slowing down. We're doing better. We should accept good news when we see it. Uh, I think that's extraordinarily well said. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back more with uh, Senator Rand Paul. We'll show you this video on Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern on the Fox News Channel. Uh, We'll get to your calls next, 800-941-SEAN. All right, one thing we all... I would continue, Senator Rand Paul, Dr. Rand Paul. He's a medical doctor. 
Rocker as well, his showdown with Fauci from earlier today. It's funny because something that I probably have said, um, what, Linda, 100, 200 times on this radio show and on my TV show, I, I don't feel qualified. I'm not qualified. Let me be clear. I am not qualified to give medical advice, Dr. Paul. You are. You're a medical doctor. Um, I read everything I can get my hands on. I know a lot about this virus, more than I ever wanted to know, nor that I ever, more than I ever thought I would know. And my advice is you better take this thing seriously. My advice is research as, you know, if you own a phone, every bit of research you'll ever want and need is at your fingertips. Do your own research. Talk to your doctor, your doctors, consider your medical history, consider your current medical condition. And then in consultation with your doctor, doctors, medical professionals, you know and trust, you've got to make the right decision for you. Um, I don't feel qualified to, to go out there with this blanket. Oh, you need to get vaccinated now because I don't know anything about anybody's medical condition. I'm just saying take it seriously, and these are the things I'd recommend everybody do, because I don't want anybody else dying. In a free country, individuals make their own decisions based on their risk, and that's one of the great things about a free country. And you may get advice, and then through persuasion, people will figure it out. But people, you know, the elitists believe that none of us are smart enough to make our own decisions. But you look at the facts. 85% of people have voluntarily decided to take the vaccine over age 65. People, I think, are making a smart decision there, and more will take it over time as long as you don't lie to them. But if you come from the government and say that your newborn has to be vaccinated and that's the only way we're getting there, guess what? You're going to convince those who are vaccine-resistant and those who may doubt that their government's being honest with them, they'll be more resistant. So let's be honest with people. Let them know that young people aren't transmitting this much, aren't getting it much, and that, frankly, you vaccinate the elderly, and let's keep trying to vaccinate the Let me ask you this question. We have three different vaccines. Two, Pfizer, Moderna, are the mRNA vaccine, which is newer science, and Johnson & Johnson, which is more historically more how they would make a uh, vaccine, uh, very similar to past vaccines. Uh, do you have a preference for either or for people that don't know which one to get? You know, I think if you're over 65, all three of the vaccines, the profile of side effects is much than the uh, risk of, of side effects from the, from the disease. So over 65, I think any three of them are good. As you get to younger age groups, it just has to be almost perfect because there's almost no death rate below age 25. So the standard changes, you know. But uh, above 65, I think any, all three of the vaccines, uh, I think, are reasonable things to take. But once again, I would only try to persuade people. I would never force people, even over 65, to take it. It's got to be a, the individual's choice to doing it. But also, if you look at the population statistics, the, the listing every day of the virus, we're actually doing very, very well. Now, the numbers, the daily incidence is up a little bit this last week. The death rate is still very low. And if you look at it in comparison to the numbers, as a percentage, the death rate is much less than it was a year ago. We were doing a much better job treating this. And it turns out the Delta virus is is more transmissible, more infectious, but it's not more deadly. That's great information. Uh, And you still believe, as the Cleveland Clinic believes, that if you had COVID, you don't need any vaccine, correct? Yes, and some of that would be based too. So if you're 75 years old and you've had it and it's been a year, you may say, well, I'm not going to take any chances. I wouldn't begrudge you if you said I'm going to take the vaccine even though you've had it. If you're younger, particularly if you're 15 years old, I think we need to study whether or not the side effects of the vaccine are greater in kids who have already had COVID. 
We shouldn't just ignore it and say we're not going to examine that fact. If they want to be honest with us, tell us how many side effects occurred in people who had COVID and let parents make that decision because it might be that you want to check, test your kid for antibodies and see if they've already had COVID if the risks of the vaccine are greater. But we don't know that fact, but we don't know it primarily because Dr. Fauci and his ilk don't want to know any truths. They don't want you to think. They want you to be a cog in the wheel. You are supposed to be an automaton and do as you're told. But really, that's not the way medicine has historically been. It has been individualized with individual choice. We appreciate uh, I, I thought this was a beatdown. He thought he was clever. You don't know what you're talking about. Actually, you do, because you read his own definition of gain of function. And to me, that was a checkmate moment. Uh, Senator, thank you for being with us. We appreciate it. We'll see you on Hannity tonight, by the way. You'll be joining us. We're going to show this exchange. It's, it's you got to watch it. It's unbelievable. Quick break. Right back. made some money for our sponsors let's go back to making the liberals crazy the handman is back on the radio right now all right 25 to the top of the hour 800-941-SEAN our number you want to be a part of the program w-o-a-i san antonio texas rex is uh, up next rex how are you glad you called good sean thank you for having me on uh, first of all i want thank to you. tell your audience oh thank you First of all, I want to tell your audience that I'm not an anti-vaxxer. However, I do not make any decisions regarding my health without my doctor's consultation based on my health history. I suggest that your audience does the same thing before getting a vaccine. I'm not suggesting that people do not get a vaccine either. This is a personal decision that your call that your audience or people need to make on their own. With that being said, I'm a cancer survivor. As a result of my cancer history, I have a compromised immune system because I lost my thyroid as a result of my cancer diagnosis. For my discussions with my doctors regarding vaccines, I was told to get immunized against COVID due to my compromised immune system. However, I decided to wait to see which vaccines have the least side effects before making that decision. I held up on getting immunized for several reasons that include the fact that the drug is not approved by the FDA, the fact that my doctor is not prescribing me the vaccine based on my health history, plus the fact that my doctor is not administering the vaccine to me, which I think is important. Those are three factors that I haven't heard anybody discuss. I'd like to have heard Dr. Rand Paul or Senator Rand Paul's uh, uh, take on that as well. But I will get a vaccine when the FDA approves the vaccine. My doctor prescribes the vaccine to me and my doctor administers it to me. Real quickly before I close out, I wanna ask this question. Would you allow your kids to be administered a vaccine that has not been approved by the FDA outside of their pediatrician's realm by somebody who does not know your child's health history? Look, first of all, I'm sorry you had cancer, but I'm glad you're a cancer survivor. Do you, you don't have to answer this question. What, what kind of cancer did you have if you feel like answering? Yeah, actually, I've uh, battled four types of cancer over the last eight years. So. Oh, man, <laughs> but, that's uh, rough. I don't mind you. I don't mind you did you have chemo, that. radiation, the whole bit? Yeah, well, uh, actually, I'll, I'll, uh, the first uh, diagnosis, I had markers for medullary thyroid carcinoma, which is a, a cancer of the endocrine system. 
it's unlike papillary or follicular cancer where if you get the thyroid removed, that's it. Uh, here's what I, here's what I like removed. about what you're telling me. You, you you understand your unique medical condition. You understand that your immune system in consultation with your doctor is compromised. Uh, you believe in science. You believe in the science of vaccinations. Uh, but for the time being, it's not the right time for you to get the vaccine. I, I, I respect your decision. You're, well, you're well, giving you, well, you know why I respect it? Because you're giving me a lot of intelligent, informed reasons and a lot of thought and research and a lot of discussion went into everything you just told this audience. And that's what I'm yeah. asking people to do, to take it seriously. Um, yeah, and, well, actually, actually, real quickly, I, you know, in discussing this with my doctors, if there are side effects because I have a compromised immune system, I'm going to be impacted 10 times as worse than somebody who does have a normal immune system. So it's not an automatic trigger that you just go out and get this vaccine until you understand your own health history. And that's that's all I'm stating here. I'm not I, I don't make I don't make health decisions based on politics. Uh, yeah, well, and, and hence, you know, we, we had a girl on TV last night, a young woman whose dream was to go to BY, uh, Brigham Young in Hawaii. And Brigham Young made a point of saying, this is not our policy. This is the state of Hawaii's policy, in fairness to them. And she went for a medical exemption because she had a prior, she has a condition and a, a prior vaccine that she had received in 2019, not COVID obviously wasn't around and she was paralyzed for a month and her doctors are telling her she she can't get this vaccine it's a, now is this is this rare it's extraordinarily rare but they you know in her case you know if everyone else has the option to get vaccinated and she's willing to you know the mask the social distancing and and do everything she can do to protect herself um, why would the why would the school or the state really more in this case deny her the medical exemption? You know, and and this is why all this pressure that has been brought to bear on me to tell people what to do. I'm not your doctor. I don't know a thing about everybody's medical condition that calls this show. I'm not going to do it, but I am going to tell people what I think. Take it seriously. Research the hell out of it. Learn as much as you can. Talk to your doctor, your doctors, and and in consultation with them and maybe other medical professionals you trust, make the decision that is right for you. But you better take it seriously because this thing has killed an awful lot of people. I think that's responsible advice. And and still I get the crap kicked out of me for giving that advice. Which Linda, how long? Have, how many times have I said those exact words? We actually have a bunch of cuts today. Of me saying it over and over and over again, over and over and over again. I, and I've been consistent. And you know what? I was probably one of the first conservatives to say, I don't really give but, a rip about this. Well, let me tell mask. you why. Because I said it would be temporary because you were talking about it. And as annoying as it might be to everybody who says you're repetitive about it, you were consistent on the messaging. So last night you were talking about it on your show. And a half hour after your show, I start getting the blings, right? Yeah, that you me. were trending. I heard it was heard a hot mess. It. And I'm reading it and I'm going. Why is this news? This is not news. I'm with you every single day. You say the same thing <laughs> about the vaccine every single day. I don't know if last night was the night that the liberals got their ears cleaned. They got their hearing aid batteries. <laughs> I'm not sure what happened. They got new cable. Who That's knows? Funny. 
But I, I, last we, night it's it goes ridiculous. viral. I'm like, you dumbasses as usual. I've been saying it the whole time. Literally consistent. I mean, and we have, not that you want to hear yourself, but we have cut after cut after cut today that we put together of you saying right, I don't want to hear constantly. myself saying what I just said again. But anyway, Rex, I wish you well. And, and please stay safe in the interim until, you know, you, you can protect yourself fully from this thing. That's my humble advice. I'm glad you survived all these cancers. It's just, I, Everybody I know that goes through cancer treatment of any kind goes through hell. And I'm glad you're you're doing better, and I wish you the best. Thank you. Uh, Richard in Tennessee. What's up, Richard? Glad you called, sir. Hey, bud. Thank you for taking my call. I just wanted to keep it short and ask a question. Are they doing any COVID testing on the border at all? Very rare and limited, but mostly no. No. Oh, I mean, those kids that were in Biden's overcrowded cages, no. The high rate of... of Illegal immigrants testing positive for COVID were through the roof, and they didn't want to test them. They just wanted to, you know, ship them out to the continental, uh, you know, 48 states and, and move people all over and then and then force states to provide food and water and shelter and health care and education. So the answer to your question is generally no. There have been some testing, but very limited. Well, that's just crazy. I'm here in Tennessee now where they, you know, have shipped a lot of them. And I've got a friend's wife who's a liberal, and she's upset because everybody won't take the shot. I'm like, well, okay, go into your house, open up all the doors and windows, turn your air conditioner on high, and see how good that works for you. It just doesn't <laughs> Look, but, but, but remember, to they everybody... told us that if you would got the vaccine, you were safe. You wouldn't have to worry about what decisions other people made, right? Well, apparently that didn't oh, work yeah. out the way they told us as usual. As usual. Um, anyway, I appreciate you being with us. Uh, 800-941-SEAN is our number. You want to be a part of the program. Quick break right back uh, to our telephones. 800-941-SEAN if you want to join us. Uh, when we come back, we'll update you on the fight in the courts as it relates to Biden disa- Biden's disastrous immigration policy and much, much more. 800-941-SEAN is our number. You want to be a part of the program. Look, uh, wow, we have a stampede going on right now the message is out it's like the biggest mass exodus trust me the people at verizon at&t t-mobile yeah they they hate pure talk uh and they probably hate me for getting the message out too why because you get the exact coverage the exact same service using the exact same cell towers except you pay half for the same service the exact same service average family saving over 800 bucks a year. You know, we got a, a Robert in New Mexico writes us, dealing with uh, your associates on the phone was pleasant. I recommend this service to family and friends. I wish I would have found out about this service much sooner. The exact same coverage as all the big carriers, AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile. And on day one, you start getting 50% off. Real money for the exact same thing. How do you do it? Dial pound 250 on your cell. Say the keyword, save now. Save money. It's a stampede. It's money in your pocket. Real money. Anyway, pound 250 on your cell. Keyword, save now from our friends at Pure Talk. The final hour of the Sean Hannity Show is up next. Hang on for Sean's conservative solutions.
as we continue back to our busy phones, uh, let's say hi to Nicole is in the great state of Florida because Nicole is a million times smarter than I am because I should be down there in Florida with Nicole and everyone that is smart that lives there. Hello. Agreed. Hello, Sean. Thank you so much. That is what part awesome. of Florida are you in? Panama City Beach. Oh, that's awesome. Been there many oh, times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Well, well I've owned property lot, in Florida but... for like 16 years, so um, I'm very familiar with the state. It's amazing. I well, know. I'm an idiot. Say I... it. Hannity, you're an idiot. <laughs> you're an idiot, Hannity. I am an idiot. I agree. I can I can write that on my tombstone now. I called Sean Hannity an idiot <laughs> to his face. By the way, you're not the first one. You won't be the last one. Trust me. Oh, man. So I have a question and two things I want to say. So I'll start with the question, and maybe okay. you can help me with the answer. Okay. What in the hell happened to HIPAA laws in this country? Thank you. Great point. Medical privacy, doctor, mm-hmm. uh, patient mm-hmm. confidentiality. Yeah. yeah. That, that that seems fundamental to me. You know what, Nicole? Um, yeah, nobody seems to care about that anymore, do they? Did because you now even hear about HIPAA until you go to try to get your own medical records? Forget it. Well, you do know now that Joe Biden is given the okay for companies and schools and universities, you know, to to demand proof of vaccination. And by the way, they mean proof of vaccination, even if you had COVID and have T-cell antibodies, even if you're, the other antibodies have declined, um, that the Cleveland Clinic says you don't need any vaccine. So they're not exactly following the science, which they haven't been following the whole time either. We now know. Correct. Yeah. No, Correct. I would say, my you know son, what, Nicole? I, have, I, have two I probably would have shared with everybody what my decision was. I probably, I but know. once they started demanding I do it. Mm-hmm. I right. said, you know what? No, I'm not going to. I'm glad to. you did not. I'm glad you did not because that is your right. I have two children who each had COVID. Neither me nor my husband got sick. We have antibodies. He had an antibody test, actually. He passed his antibody test. And we don't get the flu. So why would we get a flu shot? Why would Maybe we get one day when the, you know, I, I am, I, but I do feel it's important to tell people how I do really feel. Um, Look, because of I am in a position in my life where friends of mine, family of mine, even distant people in my life that have run into trouble with COVID. And I have I'm very blessed. I have an army of medical professionals, many of whom you've heard on this this program many times and on and seen on TV that I have called upon often to help people out in very, very dire, complicated cases. In every single case, I can tell you that their passion for saving lives has worked. And they they do it free of charge. They do it because I ask them. They want nothing in return. They take great satisfaction in knowing that their protocols work. And so, uh. Uh, the, the worst case I had was somebody that is very near and dear to me, his mother, um, a very bad case, on a ventilator for 40 days. Once you get on that ventilator, your your odds go down dramatically. And they were able to save this woman's life. She's a, she's healthier than when she went in. I bought her this beautiful, she loved this little bicycle she was driving and uh, riding Aww. and 
in rehab, and I, I got the exact same bicycle delivered to her house, and I am so happy because her odds were uh, 10%, maybe less, that she'd survive. Wow. You're a good yep. man, Sean. You're a sweet no, man. Listen, I, 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 how would, I, know I wouldn't be able you. to live with myself if I didn't help. That's what you got to do. That's what life's about. I know. Um, and but anyway. So I had, yeah, I had that was my question, but if I can just um, make a comment, the reason for my call yesterday was because I was seriously upset in my car because I heard something on the radio from another radio show host. It was actually a guest filling in for that host. But basically they said, um, you know what, for you people that haven't got, and this was a conservative-leaning network, by the way. Mm-hmm. For those of you who haven't gotten the vaccine, just, you know what, just hide under your covers, get back under your bed, hide away, because you've left, you've read some fringe information about the vaccine, and so you need to just basically go away. I'm paraphrasing, of course. I can't remember. But I was so angry, and that's the misinformation, the disinformation that cannot well, Why would he say to country. hide under your covers and go away? What does that mean? It means you're scared of the vaccine, so you may as well just hide under your covers, hide in your house if you don't want the vaccine. You know, I'd love to... I, I, I actually find it amazing that people that have no medical background whatsoever... You know, are 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 giving very specific medical advice to people. You know, what if I would have gone along with the pressure that was being put on me to tell people what to do? And even if you got COVID, you need to get vaccinated. And then the Cleveland Clinic comes out. Oh yeah, you don't need it. The science says you don't. I would have felt terrible. You know, I'm not I'm not a doctor, but I'm just saying take it seriously. You you gotta don't mess around with this thing. Make sure you're proactive here. That's my advice. But yeah, listen, there are a lot of dopes out there on radio and TV. Just, 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 <laughs> you're welcome on this show. How's that, Nicole? Okay. Thank you so much, Sean. All right. I love Anytime. you. And staff, your crew is awesome. Yeah, I'm very blessed. I have good people in my life. I really do. Quick break, right back. Even if everyone did what they said they would do in Paris, the temperature of this planet will still rise by upwards of 2.5 or 3 degrees centigrade. Why don't Republicans want us want kids to know how to not be racist? You are why one of the reasons people can't stand the media. Sorry. <laughs> You're cracking me up. It's your fault. Hi, right, News Roundup, Information Overload Hour. We'll get to your calls. Final half hour of the program today, 800-941-SEAN. If you uh, would like to join us, we'd love to hear from you. Um, so while all of the resources of ICE and, and our Border Patrol agencies have been literally focused on Joe Biden's open borders and processing, not even stopping, but processing illegal immigrants, nobody is stopped, nobody is sent away. The only message that has come is, if you come by sea from Cuba, we're going to throw you the hell out. But if you come across the border, we'll process you, we'll let you in, we'll put you in one of Biden's overcrowded cages, and then we'll ship you out to one of the 48 states in the continental U.S. Um, and while all that's been happening, uh, that has created a an opening, a wide opening for gangs 
and drug smuggling and human trafficking at a level we've never seen before. Now, we've already been losing, uh, what is it, uh, 300 people a week because of something that's called the opioid crisis in America. 90% of America's heroin crosses that southern border. You know, we've we've had on agents that have spent 20 years of their careers just following the human trafficking problem, including underage girls, human trafficking for the purposes of prostitution in America. Now, Patrick Morrissey, he is the AG of the great state of West Virginia. Um, he now has been battling back against this. And he said this about the change in immigration policy and what it would mean to the drug problem, which happens to be particularly bad in West Virginia and places like Ohio and, and other Midwestern states as well. Listen, the change in immigration policy not only affects asylum seekers, we think this could be devastating to the drug problem in West Virginia. You can't have a porous border and expect that the drug problem won't fester in West Virginia. All right. So the West uh, Virginia Attorney General Patrick Morrissey is with us. Uh, you've been a, a strong, outspoken critic of, of Biden and, and his administration and the weakened border security. You wrote Monday that you fear that this action is going to continue to increase the amount of fentanyl. By the way, they had the biggest fentanyl bust they've ever had, enough to kill every American five times over, uh, which is pouring into not just West Virginia, but the rest of the country. Anyway, so you sent a letter to the Department of Homeland Security criticizing their decision to rescind the Trump era policy of remain in Mexico. So what are you seeing on the ground in your your great state of West Virginia? Well, Sean, thank you very much for having me uh, back on. This is such a, an important issue here in West Virginia and nationally. And Sean, this is one of these classic examples of utter incompetence in government. Imagine that you have a new administration come in. And there's this rush to reverse everything and all the good that President Trump did. And you start making these major changes to immigration policies. But then, oops, you don't even consider the impact of drug trafficking when you're opening up the border. This is leading to a disaster. We know that fentanyl numbers had already been rising tremendously in recent years. But what the Biden administration is doing is they're prioritizing asylum and migration, and they've gotten rid of the remain in Mexico uh, policy. And that means they have many fewer resources on the ground to go after the drug cartels in Mexico and to close down the border. So this is an example of incompetent government at its worst. And it needs to change because people are dying by the bucket load. And while there are a lot of reasons people are dying from drugs across America, the last thing we need is an acceleration of this crisis post-COVID and to have open borders that eventually will let products flow up through the southwest border, you know, up into the heartland and eventually into states like West Virginia. Uh, this is a tough issue. It's rapidly becoming one of the top law enforcement issues in our state. Let me ask you this, because I, I've I've now read enough about and and watched enough news to see that there are entire towns where it's either oxycontin or heroin or then you got any drug that could be laced with fentanyl which is killing so many people 
Why are these certain towns, why why is their rate of addiction so astronomically high? There was one town in Ohio, there was one town in West Virginia in particular that I'd read about, you know, where the number of OxyContin pills being prescribed is through the roof, like uh, per capita, per person. I mean, you're talking about hundreds of pills, and, and that's almost mathematically impossible. You know, Sean, what we found over the years is that a lot of people preyed on some of the states like West Virginia because, number one, it's a rural state, and people are very disconnected from one another, and they may not have some of the same support groups that exist in other places. Second, uh, this tends to prey when there's a lack of economic opportunity. People lose their job, then they're uh, really more vulnerable uh, to get addicted or if they're a bit depressed. And, of course, uh, healthcare infrastructure matters as well. And when you're in a rural area, it's harder to deliver some of the services that are needed that can help. So we think that this is a really uh, critical question that you're asking, and we believe that it's the economic, the socioeconomic uh, factors, it's the healthcare infrastructure, and then ultimately I think you need to deal with it differently in rural states than you do in urban states. You have to have adequate uh, enforcement, and that's just more difficult when you're talking about these uh, highways over rural areas than it is in other places. I noticed in West Virginia, fentanyl overdose deaths went up 87% in your state from 2019 to 2020, the most recent available data. Um, I'm also noticing that heroin overdoses have been skyrocketing through the roof as well. I know they have Narcan, but um, and then you have fentanyl even being placed into the heroin, which is almost a guaranteed kill shot. Look, Sean, you're exactly right. We're seeing huge increases in fentanyl. A lot of our counties, over 100 percent. We have one of our counties that the fentanyl overdose rate went up 242 percent. And I've been out talking with law enforcement. You meet with the sheriffs and the state police. And what they're saying is they've never seen it this bad. And, Sean, the numbers you're citing are correct. And that was from uh, 19 to 20. What I'm worried about is that with the poorest borders over the last five months, you're not only seeing more illegal immigrants coming in to the United States, but you're seeing a dramatic surge in fentanyl. And our law enforcement are feeling it because they think fentanyl is really exploding, and it's being used and added to heroin. It's being added to meth. It's being added to all sorts of products because the supply is off the charts, and much of that derived from the Mexican drug cartels or still obviously the derivative from China uh, that we saw in the past. Have you heard back from Mayorkas? We have not heard back yet, and, Sean, that's why... Yeah, don't hold your breath. ...potential lawsuit against them because you can't just change the rules of the game without considering the impact of drug trafficking. That's not the way the regulations work, and we think that they'll be very vulnerable to a suit. But I am trying to meet with them over the next week or two and get them to change their position. If not, we're going to be in court. And, Sean, I think we get a good chance of winning this case, and maybe we can shine the spotlight uh, from America on the incompetence of this administration. Listen, if I, as a as an American citizen, decided to pick and choose what laws I, I want to abide by and those that I don't, I, I have a pretty good feeling that I would be subject to prosecution. 
Uh, I'm looking, for example, at the law. It is illegal to enter the United States of America without proper documentation and permission. But yet, not only is Biden not enforcing the law, I would argue that his administration is aiding and abetting in the law breaking uh, because then they're providing uh, housing and food and then transportation to other states. Uh, is that aiding and abetting in a crime? Because if they're not supposed to be here illegally and you're supposed to uh, enforce the laws of the land and you're not doing it, just like a sanctuary state or a sanctuary city uh, that refuses to abide by the law. How is it that all these cities, states, and Joe Biden's administration get away with not following the law? Well, uh, they shouldn't get away with not following the law, and that's why you're seeing more and more Republican AGs step up and try to force the administration to follow the law. The president uh, needs to take responsibility. There's a, something called the Take Care Clause. He's supposed to faithfully execute the laws uh, for our society. He's not doing that. That opens up the door for my state, for other states, to sue him and hold him accountable. And, Sean, what you're beginning to see is that the courts are accepting our version of it. You looked at the DACA decision from the other day, where here we had the Obama administration way back when make up a program from whole cloth. You have what's happening now, this Remain in Mexico policy. We think that's incredibly vulnerable. Their climate change, they're across the board they're going in a direction which is leaving them vulnerable in court, and we are starting to rack up victories. If you add up DACA, if you add up uh, the recent oil and gas permits, the tax policy case uh, that Ohio prevailed on, I think we're going to prevail on it. We're leading a 14-state coalition. You're going to start to see Republican AGs step up in a way that they haven't, but it does take some time to work its way through the courts and have that success. All right, we're going to follow this closely. Attorney General Patrick Morrissey, great state of West Virginia. Uh, thank you, sir, for what you're doing and standing up for the rule of law. Um, it's sad that this is what it comes down to and seemingly no concern at all about what's happening. I mean, it's just you, hey, you can't even Sean, make this up. Sean, I, I, one quick other point, if it helps. There's one big thing that America has not been focusing on, and that's $3.5 trillion monstrosity that they're considering it. The far left is trying to inject something that's called this clean electricity standard in. That's how Biden's trying to advance his radical climate change agenda. We're rooting on for Senator Manchin to vote against that. But that would be devastating to America's energy independence. And I, I just wanted to mention it because hasn't been getting that attention, but I know you care about it. And your listeners do as Joe well. Joe Manchin but, better start caring about it. I know he's not in cycle in terms of getting uh, being back on on the ballot. But, you know, I, I, I honestly I, I don't know where he is on any given day on anything. Uh, and the amount of pressure that Democrats are putting on him is enormous. And uh, is he going to represent West Virginian values or is he going to go along with Schumer's values and the squad's values and and the new Green Deal values? Because I hope not. Um, but we'll see. Time will tell. Uh, anyway, Patrick Morrissey, thank you. 800-941-SEAN is our number. We'll get to your calls for the remaining of the show. All right, we got 90 seconds, and we're going to give it all to Kim in beautiful Montana. What's up, Kim? Glad you called. Oh, Sean, thank you so much. I, um, first of all, wanted to thank you for saying such wonderful things about our state when you were talking to Matt Rosendale on Friday. That's what prompted my phone call, but I just have to tell you, don't encourage anybody blue to come here. We're, um, I'm a home builder, and we're watching our lumber go up in smoke 
throughout the Northwest. It's unbelievable how the environmentalists won't let us in, and and we're having a heck of a time working with the Biden administration when they start, you know, leaking out that they're going to start putting double um, tariffs up on our our friends up in Canada. And all we want to do is get people into affordable homes, help our our generation that are coming out of the basement from mom and dad's house into their starter homes and we're just bleeding up here and so i would love to have you come to our state and see us but boy do we need some help in in getting our lumber down and getting um, an administration that wants to help us help us help our youth and help our citizens have housing Wow, what a, you know, I will say this, and I've said this to, about other states too. I, you know, sometimes I just sit back and I'm like, what, what do I live in the zoo for? Why am I living in this Adam Schiff hole? I really, and I'm, I, I, it really is. And then I hear from farmers, and then I hear from ranchers, and then I hear from people like you, and you know, while where the buffalo roam, and people that go, you know, trout fishing and out on lakes and have the best time. I'm like, what? Why am I working 18 hours a day? Now I tell you what the real reason is. I love this country, and we can save it. That's my number one motivation right now in my life. And if I could be one spoke in the wheel, and everyone else is a spoke, we're going to win the country back. And but I will tell you, <laughs> on our worst days, it is tempting as hell. I'm not gonna lie. I really would love to be out there with uh, our friends in Montana. Maybe I'll take. Maybe I'll do what Neil Bortz did: get a Bortz bus and just travel the country and do shows from everywhere one day. Um, Kim, God bless you. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, we don't. If you're gonna move to any red state, don't bring your stupid liberal policies with you. Yes, that that needs to be a rule. 800-941-SEAN is our number. Quick break. Right back. We'll continue your calls for the final half hour. Straight ahead. All right, 25 to the top of the hour. We'll get to your calls. You know, it's a little early. Um, I don't want to jump the gun. 2022 is coming. Republicans can win back the House easily, in my opinion, if they do it the right way. But never underestimate Republicans, uh, the Republican Party's ability to, be, ability to be weak and to be stupid. Don't ever underestimate that. Uh, but with that said, they can win the House. And then we've got the, the biggest bellwether Senate election in, frankly, in our lifetime. And that's Florida is up for grabs. North Carolina, Georgia, South Carolina, New Hampshire, Wisconsin, Ohio, Nevada, Arizona, all up for grabs. And this can happen. Um, at the right time, I mean, probably early next year, we will begin introducing to you the candidates that we like and support. Um, and it's rare that at this at this juncture in the election cycle that I would run a campaign ad. But there's really a kick ass ad that made me really laugh. And we just wanted to introduce ourselves to this candidate. His name is Eli Crane. And he does this ad. It's more visual than it is audio. But while he's doing the ad, he's getting a tattoo. That says we the people is kind of tatted up a little bit. And anyway, but it's and when it, it came out great also. But he's getting we the people on his arms and he's announced to run for Congress. We'll tell you where in a second. Uh let's play the ad. The problem with Washington politicians is they have no skin in the game. 
It's all about them and almost never about us. Well, I'm not a self-serving politician. My whole life has been about service, family, and community. After 9-11, I served as a Navy SEAL in the Middle East. Then I built a thriving business that makes badass bottle openers and employs Arizona veterans. But the most important mission of my life has been raising my two daughters with my wife, Jen. I'm so sick of phony politicians and their lame excuses, and that's why I'm running for Congress. Now more than ever, America needs leaders with guts and integrity to solve problems. Securing our border, standing up for law enforcement and our military, strengthening small businesses, cutting middle class taxes, and protecting the integrity of our elections. It's time for we the people to take our country back. I'm Eli Crane. And I'm ready to fight for us. I wanted to say hi to Eli Crane. And you that you were getting the tattoo while that was happening. I never heard a, a campaign commercial that I can think of. It doesn't mean it didn't happen uh, where somebody talks about being badass and actually caring about the people and getting a tattoo that says, we the people. How are you, sir? Hey, Sean. Thanks for having me on the show. I've been a longtime fan. Um, yeah, we wanted it to be unconventional because that's the type of guy I am, and uh, that's the type of fight I want to bring to Washington. Well, that's that's rare. Your message is strong. The ad was powerful. Um, one, my biggest problem with Republicans so often, and this is especially pre-Trump and even during Trump for some of them, is that Republicans can be weak and visionless and feckless and afraid and PC and they just you know I, I don't want somebody going to Washington that all they care about is winning their next election I want somebody that's gonna go there and says I'm gonna fight hard every day to cut taxes limit re regulation control our borders make us energy independent I'm gonna fight for constitutionalists on the bench I am gonna fight for free and fair trade choice in schools law and order support the police peace through strength that's what i want it's not I'm, I'm not complicated eli i'm a pretty simple guy you know sean i couldn't agree with you more and that's one of the reasons that i decided to throw my hat in the ring i honestly don't need another feather on my cap i became a navy seal at 25 and then i started a multi-million dollar brand out of my one car garage at 35 the reason i'm doing this is how did you I make a multi-million dollar company out of making kick-ass uh, bottle openers that's funny yeah, no, it was a it was a total blessing. Um, we we had the opportunity to not only provide for our two little girls as I was getting out of the Navy, but then we had the opportunity to go on Shark Tank. We got a really good deal with Mark Cuban and Kevin O'Leary. That really helped us um, get you know promotion, and uh, we we got a lot of support from Americans who loved the product, who loved that we were made in the USA. They loved our backstory, and they wanted to support a veteran-owned business. You know, Mark Cuban, I've had a, you know, we've had some debates together. I kind of like the guy. He's eccentric as hell, but in, you know, I don't agree with his politics, but he's an interesting guy. That's a great story. And so you made this decision. What made you decide politics? You, you, you're the antithesis of the average person running, which, by the way, is a complete compliment. No, actually, you're, you're absolutely right. And uh, the thing is, we, if we don't get some fighters into Washington, D.C., ASAP, I believe that this American dream, this country that I love and got to grow up in with prosperity and freedom and liberty, I believe it's done. And I'm not willing to see it fall 
on my watch. I've lost too many friends in war. I know I know all the men and women that fought bravely for our freedoms that came before us, and I just refuse to let it fall on our watch. And so that's why I'm willing to go do something um, that I never dreamed about doing, that I quite honestly didn't really want to do. I don't want to go live in the most corrupt city on planet Earth, but I'm willing to do it because my kids and the next generations deserve to grow up with freedom and liberty. My understanding is yours is like a plus one Republican district. It's in Arizona. Tom O'Halloran, I guess, is the congressman. Never even heard of him. That's how that's how uh, lacking in any impact this guy's having, whoever he is. Right. Um, you're going to love Ollie North's new book. We didn't fight for socialism. Americans vets speak up and you'll love Levin's book, American Marxism, because it sounds like it's right up your alley. But uh, we just want to introduce ourselves. Say hi. We're going to put your ad up on Hannity.com because I really liked it. And as we get closer to election time, uh, we'll have you back on the program if you're available. We'd love to have you. Thank you, Sean. And if anybody listening wants to support us, they can go to EliForArizona.com. We, we're going to need your help. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Sean. All right. Appreciate it. Good luck at everything. And we'll be talking in the future. 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Uh, Michelle is in uh, New York. Michelle is as dumb as I am. How are you, Michelle? Glad you called. I'm not calling you dumb, hey. but us living here is no. dumb. It, it is true. We are dumb. I called today, Sean, because I really wanted to talk about when these uh, Democratic socialists are going to be held accountable in New York, and how do we expect Leticia James to hold him accountable? He's got all of these women against him with these, um, you know, all these uh, sexual and harassment uh, complaints. He had the highest number of COVID deaths to, uh, to any other state. I mean, and his shutdowns, uh, you know, my family own a small business, a restaurant. His shutdowns nearly lost us our livelihood in everything, our home, our business. And this is, when are we going to hold them accountable for their bad policy? I, I, look, I don't know any of the specifics of the, the numerous w- women that made these allegations against the governor. I don't know a thing about it. I, I have no knowledge whatsoever except for what was in the public arena. Um, I'm going to be consistent. I, I don't rush to judgment. I believe in due process and the presumption of innocence on that on that point. We do know for a fact that there was a conscious cover up of what happened in these nursing homes in terms of the mm-hmm. legality. I, you know, that's not my wheelhouse. Um, mm-hmm. I would I if I had one complaint, it was that, OK, people campaigned on the idea that they're going to get Donald Trump's business. OK, that's and that 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 kind of is a little scary to me. Um, mm-hmm. I want equal justice under the law. I want equal application mm-hmm. of our laws. I don't want a two tier justice system. You know, I brought this up last night This on on TV. Um, we were very outspoken. If you remember, remember last summer, all of the the different uh, riots that were going on and the Democrats wouldn't even call them riots. The media wouldn't call them riots, etc. So most prosecutors in most states, the Guardian actually had a great quote on this in most of a dozen of the main jurisdictions where all of this rioting happened. And when I mean rioting, I mean, that's bricks and rocks and bottles and Molotov cocktails, you know, being pelted at cops. There are nearly 3000 mm-hmm. injured cops last summer, 3000, nearly 300 incidents of quote riots that took place. Mm-hmm. And these prosecutors have made a decision, even though we have incontrovertible evidence 
overwhelming evidence. We have videotapes. We can identify the people that did this and and burnt precincts to the ground, etc. They're not prosecuting those people. Now I'm well I've aware been, of it. It's frustrating. Right. Now I've been consistent. What happened on January sixth, that can't happen either in this country. No, it can't. Mm -hmm. It is we, we have to protect every elected official. If if they're it does politics doesn't matter here. We've got to protect our institutions and in the case of January sixth, it's our our capital. Now, according to the one guy that just got sentenced, I don't know anything about him. He was one of the people that entered the Capitol. Um, he got an eight-month prison sentence, got a felony conviction. He now he did not. They didn't even claim he assaulted anyone. They didn't claim he destroyed any federal prop property. Just entered illegally. Prosecutors wanted eighteen months, but yet every single person on video that we have pelting bricks, rocks, bottles, and Molotov cocktails at cops and burning down police precincts or taking over city streets, they get they get a get-out-of-jail-free card. That's not equal justice and equal application of our laws. In both cases, laws were broken. And if you're going to go after one group of people, you go after the other group of people. That's just, uh, that, that should be fundamental. Otherwise, we have now criminalized political differences. We don't like your riot because of what you believe, but we're going to give you a pass because we agree with you politically on your reason for rioting. There's no reason to riot, period. Well, Sean, I agree with you, but I, I want to go back to my original point about small businesses in New York being many of our friends that own small businesses have had to close their doors. How are we holding them accountable for that and not allowing them to shut New York down again, because that is my fear of what's going to happen. And I can be honest with you, as a small business owner, we won't make it to another shutdown. Well, uh, what kind of business do you have? We own a small family restaurant, Trattoria Marbella in um, Ulster County, New York, and it was very hard to be closed down for what? three months. Oh, my gosh, it's terrible. I mean, what people don't know about the restaurant business, and I spent 10 years of my life you know, washing dishes, cooking, bussing mm -hmm. tables, waiting tables, tending bar. I, I loved it. I loved the business. My dad was a waiter on weekends to make extra money. Um, the margins in the restaurant business are so small. Uh, and and if they do another shutdown, it, it probably will kill off another round of, of business owners. I know businesses. I try to support all of my restaurant friends that I know where I live. I mean, I bought food that I knew I'd never eat. I really did. I, if I ate everything I bought, I'd weigh 5,000 pounds. I'd be on, you know, the biggest loser, whatever the name of that show is, where people lose weight that have, have obesity issues. But, you know, I feel so bad because you work so hard, and everybody that I know that owns a restaurant, they kill themselves in that business, and the margins are tight. It's very hard to make it in the restaurant business. It's not what it was even 40 years ago, when probably when your dad was doing it as a side hustle. I mean, it's a completely different business. And another shutdown will effectively close our business. There's just no way around it. My husband and I are aware of that. And I just, where's the accountability for us? I mean, Governor Cuomo constantly talks about how he's for small business in New York. Does he mean he's foreclosing them? Uh, look, I, 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 people aren't getting it. What happened to this follow the science? What happened if you get the vaccine, you can, you know, life will go back to normal. They're not following their own rules. Uh, all right, quick plug. What's your business and what's the exact location? 
Uh, we're Trattoria Marbella, and we're at 151 Canal Street in Ellenville, New York, which is Ulster County, New York. And what? And what's your us. favorite dish on the menu? Your, what, what's the oh, biggest seller? There's too many. I mean, we have homemade pasta, so that's always going to be my All right. You know what? Pasta is is like evil for me. Because it, it, it is pasta too, and bread are my two favorite things, and I don't get to have any of them. Anyway, no. I appreciate you being with us. Thank you so much. And hang in there. I'm praying that your business survives this. I really am. I'm hoping there's no more shutdowns. Uh, 800-941-SHAWN is our number. You want to be a part of the program. Um, it's hard. All these people that get in business, it's hard. They put their life, you know, their heart, their, their soul, their life savings into their business in the hopes that maybe they can make a profit. You know, I've been offered many times to go into the restaurant business, and I shake my head, nope, not doing it. I've worked in it too long. It's too hard. It's too competitive. The margins are too tight to be able to make it work. And that's going to wrap things up for today. Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern on Fox News. Senator Rand Paul will play him and his showdown with Dr. Fauci, or maybe beatdown is a better word. Uh, we'll get into the COVID mayhem mess that is out there among Democrats. Uh, Lindsey Graham, Joe Concha, Leo 2.0 Terrell. Uh, we'll see you then back here tomorrow. As always, thank you for being with us and you thankfully make this show possible. We'll never forget it.